Thank you for joining us on The Lead Word. This is one of your hosts, Chad Bauman. Joining me as always, we have Trey Daubert. And then special guest appearance, uh, you'll see him looking dapper as ever. Brian, the tanimal himself, tan. Uh, what's going on, guys? How are you guys doing? Uh, not too bad, man. Not too bad at all. Enjoying, enjoying spring-like weather here in the Pittsburgh. I'm enjoying it. I'm not going to fuss. Yeah, I'm hanging in there. It's been, it's been a very busy week for me. I'm working on a bunch of things, so it's well, going. If it makes you feel better, Trey, I've probably, for the first time in my entire life, experienced true embarrassment. I've really? done a lot of stupid things. I've, I've failed at a lot of stuff, but I've never really felt embarrassed about any of it. Today, I've, I've, I've felt true embarrassment. I might have you beat, though. I might have you beat. Uh, probably not. I got called the wrong name twice today by people that I know. I got called Trent, and I got called Trey, <laughs> but but spelled with an A, T-R-A-Y. That's, I was going to say, too bad. bro, as long as you're not getting called the wrong name by, by, a, by a person you have an intimate relations with, it's cool. <laughs> I, that's not – see, that that's bad, but it's not too bad. Like, you know, my, my mom calls me my brother's name sometimes, so – I mean, that's, that's sometimes Man, it just a, happens. When you become a parent, you can only have one kid and you'll call your kid by the wrong name. Well, the only you know reason why is... you can't call my kid by the wrong name is because my kid's <laughs> named after me. Yeah, it'd be hard to mess that one up. For, for me, it's, you can always tell which, par- which kid is the parent's favorite um, because that's the, that's the go-to name. That's always the one on their mind. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but no, for me, it was it was true embarrassment. I've I've always prided myself on my my leg strength. I've you know, no matter how out of shape I got, I always had strong legs. I went to the gym today, could not get through leg day, and it was bad. I could only do one workout. I did I I did squats, and then I just couldn't walk. I literally tried to do wow. the other workouts on the list, and it was every time I would go, every time I would do it, I, my legs would just give out. I was like, this is terrible. You're using I, the sheets, so Chad. Yeah, well, I'm using the sheet that you gave me in like 2013, but I did I did Man, the squats. How did you not get through leg day? I it's, I, I told you it was easiest I, lifting day. Did it? Did no, I tell you it was bad? I told you. I well, you have a broken back. There's a little bit difference. Yeah. But did I tell you? I told you it was bad, Brian. It was bad. That Most is embarrassed. Bad. I was so embarrassed. I've. I have strong legs. I'm like, what? What the hell's going on? To be to be fair, I did five sets though of the squats, but it was low weight. Cause I haven't been in the gym for a while. So I was just like, I was crushed my, my entire, I don't, I don't even know who I am anymore. Like if I were it. you, I wouldn't have even brought this up. I would have just, <laughs> I would have just let that stay in my own personal embarrassment hell. But I mean, Hey, I Look, give you man, credit I, for letting the cat out of the bag. Hey man, we're, we're growing here, man. I, I got to get ahead of this thing before, you know, next thing you know, Hey, I was in the gym today. I saw Chad Bauman from the lead word from Vendetta Sports Media, and he absolutely fucking flat out sucked on leg day. I, I can't, I got to get Chad ahead. Bauman right. couldn't even squat. <laughs> Chad Bauman couldn't even squat 150 pounds. What a wimp. I was trying to get exactly. Chad to start an OnlyFans for his feet because he's got two different size feet. <laughs> I, I got to. I got to get out ahead of this thing. I got to spin it. You know, I, I can't, I got, I got to, I can't let it just out there. Um, now, but, now, Trey, now Trey's going to op- have to open up the budget to a freaking PR farm. Uh, <laughs> so my embarrassment out of the way, um, before we get into the actual, like the real, like good, the fun stuff of the show, uh, we're going to talk about real quick, you know, I'm sure 
everyone's seen that video by this point. The guy commentating on the high school basketball game calls the ladies volleyball Rowan. team. Matt and Rowan. Um, and, and that's one of the reasons why I asked Brian on the show today, because one, I was already pissed off about it. I was, you know, drinking. I was on Twitter last Thursday and, you know, I was reading some of these Twitter comments, which were absolutely mind blowing, but I mean, it's, I guess I should have expected it by this point, but, and then uh, Brian put something in the Slack about it. And I was like, you know what, Brian, let's get you on the show. I want to talk about that. So I, I'm going to maybe talk for about five, maybe 10 minutes real quick. And then I'm going to open it up, let Brian say whatever he has to say, because the way I see it is pretty simple. Um, one thing I just want to say is that, you know, you look at me and I, 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 you know, I just look like a white guy. You would never know my mom's half black. Um, and so one thing that, you know, as someone who has black family members, who has white family members, you know, I, I've always kind of seen racism from like kind of both ends of the spectrum. One, you know, uh, funny story. When I was like four years old, uh, I remember one time I was at my grandma's house and my cousins kept telling me that I was black. And, you know, I'm four years old. I don't ha I don't really have the concept of race down yet. So I took it literal. I was like, well, I looked at my skin and I was like, well, no, I'm white. Um, my grandma heard me say that. And I guess she didn't realize that I was only four years old, maybe. And she was like, well, you still would have been a slave. Trying to, you know, tell me like, Damn. oh, you're, you're, <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> That's one of the first memories I have of my grandma is her telling me that I would have been a slave. And of course, I'm four years old, so I don't have any concept of slavery. I haven't learned about that yet. I'm not even in kindergarten. Um, wow. Granny Bauman ain't playing games. Uh, grandma <laughs> Boyer. Grandma, grandma, grandma Bauman. Boyer. Was like, grandma Boyer. Oh, okay. Uh, gotcha. So grandma Boyer reason, sound like Grandma Tan. So the reason why I brought that up, though, is the very specific thing is because one of the things I mentioned, I saw some of these Twitter comments and they're, you know, one, obviously the guy saying the N word, that's just completely in, irreprehensible. You know, you, you I uh, like we'll get to that in a second. But a lot of people were talking about, um, you know, the, his his broadcast people, the people that were with them, not saying anything, not checking the guy on the spot. There's a couple things I want to say about that one. You have to realize it's extremely hard to do. Like I said, I've seen racism from like both ends of the spectrum. You know, a lot of people that I meet for the first time, they don't realize that I'm not just a normal white guy. Um, matter of fact, like our first week at our sinus, our, me and Trey's sophomore year, I met this kid, never talked to him a day in my life. And he's already feels like he can just comfortably drop the N-word around me. And this, I'm talking within like an hour of meeting this kid. And I, I don't remember his name because I, to say he was an acquaintance wouldn't even, it, you know, we weren't even that close. Like literally I, I've talked to this kid for maybe an hour, one day, one week of my life. So I don't even remember his name, but and he, he felt comfortable enough to around a complete stranger to start saying the N word. So, you know, one thing that I want to say with that is, is like, one, it is kind of hard. Like you don't expect it. So, I mean, I don't know how, how often this, you know, Rowan, whatever his name is, drops the N-word around people. But, I mean, if you're not expecting it, if it's not something that, you know, maybe the, you're not expe expecting well, to happen. Here, here, here's, here's, just... my, here, here's my thing on that, though. I half get what you're saying, but on the other half, look, I said this last year when George Floyd died. I wrote an op-ed piece for an online magazine. And I was basically saying, you know, hey, white friends, I appreciate you. 
being angry and hurt with me. But at this moment, you being angry with me isn't enough. You got to stand up for me when I'm not around. And that's why you got to stand Brian. up for me when you're around your friends, your parents, your grandparents, your family. When they feel comfortable enough to talk right. like that, you need to stand up and say so. Exactly. And Brian, that's exactly where I was going. I just wanted to say, like, you mm-hmm. know, if it's, you know, it, it's it's hard to do. Don't get me wrong. It's hard to check somebody mm-hmm. like that because you know what? You know, you have to go, you have to come to them man to man. You have to come to them woman to woman or woman to man or whatever. You have to be like, that is not all right. And that is hard to do. But you know what? We have especially to, especially when it's family. Yeah, especially. And we, ha- and we have to be better. We can't just be like, oh, this is hard. So I'm not going to have that conversation. The only way this thing goes away is if we're, if we're, if we're better than that, if we're like, you know what, that's not cool. And we're not going to allow that. So that's exactly where yeah. I was going with it, Brian. And I, thank you yeah. for, for let's, you know, interjecting with that. But and mm-hmm. now to address him actually using that word, first things first, as soon as I saw the video, I was like, you know, like 24 hours, you know, a week from now, we're going to get some He's bullshit apology. And, and, mm-hmm. and you know what? One, the excuse, like, come on, bro. You like, th- that's a just, <laughs> I've that's known a, people that have diabetes. I never seen diabetes trigger racism before. First, yeah, it was ambient. First, it was ambient. Now it's type one diabetes, blood sugar yeah. spikes. Yeah, the, the uh, one of the one of the um, one of the symptoms of diabetes is not racism. So let's nope. you know let's just talk, talk, talk. Let's cut that out right now. But I, th- I there's Please. a couple things in his um, there's a couple things in his apology, quote unquote apology, that you know caught my attention okay one of the things that one of the main things that caught my attention was is he said and i'm not i'm not quoting i'm paraphrasing because i don't i don't have memorized he said that i didn't realize the microphones were on and that's what he's sorry about he's sorry he got caught exactly that's what he's sorry about he ain't sorry that he said what he said he ain't sorry that he's essentially bullying high school girls for, for for practicing their First Amendment right. He's sorry that he was dumb enough to say that stupidity and got caught. Exactly. He's As my mom used to say right before she used to whoop our asses, you're not sorry that you did it. You're sorry you got caught. So and that's exactly it. That's exactly um, what it is. So He often I mean, said he's a youth pastor. Exactly. Like that and that's like the second that thing. Matters. Well, that's the second thing I wanted to point out. Like, he's a youth pastor. You know, you never know, like, with, with these people. You never know, you, you know. And I'm sure he's not just, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we you might hear jokes about, oh, there's black churches and white churches. But I'm sure as a youth pastor, he's been, I don't want to say in charge of. I don't know, teaching, I guess, you know, young black males black black uh you know uh young black female young black ladies you know so i mean it's crazy that you know you just you can't ever tell just like oh this guy's a racist and i i'm sure maybe he's not all the way all the time turned up 100 percent in his clan hood or anything but you know you know always in the back of his mind it's like you know this little n-word i can't believe i have to deal with this right now 
And that's and that's what makes me mad is the fact that these all of these racists got the nerve to sit here and try to claim that they're Christian. No, you're not. You are not a Christian. Now, here's the thing. I'm a Christian in the sense that I believe that there's a creator and that said creator sent their son down to earth for my to, to save me because I'm an asshole. Ain't nowhere in what Jesus Christ taught that said it was okay to be racist, sexist, xenophobic, homophobic, or any hate of any means whatsoever. So these people that are that act like this, number one, he goes, well, I don't consider myself a racist. Um, considering the fact of how easy that came out of your mouth, Yes, you are. Racism. Yeah, and it. Ra- racism is not just oh well. I have a. You have to be a, a a neo Nazi, or you have to be a part of a white militia group, or you have to be in the KKK. No, you don't. If yeah, you have it, that it, heart, if you have that hatred in your heart toward people of a different color than you, you are a racist. Period. Exactly, and I I think. I mean, there's, there's, there in the video when you watch it, there's a point where he clearly says the N word, like it's, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, he he might as well wrote it on a billboard. But there, there is also a part in the beginning where like the audio cuts out a little bit, and it, it he might have said it twice. To be honest with you, he might have, and you know what? They they might have tried to they might have tried to dump him. Well, because the thing is, is that, and we know this. You know, if your show is broadcast via live stream, you are not subject to FCC regulation. That's why so many people have gone off of what's called terrestrial formats. You know, that's why Howard Stern left terrestrial format. That's why Trey doesn't get all kinds of fines from the FCC whenever we go off on our angry rants on our collective shows. Well, yeah, I probably have Trey... uh... I'd have Trey like in debt by like a quarter million dollars by now. Probably. <laughs> Easy. Probably. <laughs> on a, on a good day. Is, but the thing is, we don't know if they tried to dump him when he was getting started or if just the, the, the audio dropped out. But yeah, he was probably saying all kinds of stuff in those couple of seconds that it dumped. Like I said, he ain't sorry yeah. about what he said. He ain't sorry that he's essentially bullying high school girls he's just sorry he got caught and the whole world knows about him and then one other thing that i want to address with the video and because it also ties directly into some of the comments i saw on twitter in regards to the video is i mean the whole thing he's supposedly so upset about right the he he's so upset he's driven to racism is disrespect for the national anthem and the flag now don't get me wrong so sick of people i want to i want to talk about something like that excuse so i mean real quick i i I just want to say i i just want to say i i i personally personally i when it comes to the national anthem i i do think it you should stand but at the same time if you don't stand i don't care that's your right. It's it's something that you have the right to do. So stand or don't stand. I don't care. My thing this, is is he's he's so upset about it that he's driven to the point of racism apparently that he's still talking throughout the entire national anthem. Yes. 
Now, I don't know if he's I don't know if he was there. I don't know if he was just doing it from home. But if you care so much about the anthem, why don't you shut the fuck up about it then? While the anthem is playing. Mm-hmm. You care so you care so much about the anthem that you're driven to racism, but you don't care enough to listen to the national anthem while the anthem is playing. That see that those two don't those two because are, it's it's a bull it's a bullshit excuse. All it is is a bullshit excuse because exactly. for one, all these people that sat here and they blackballed Colin Kaepernick out of the NFL. Oh, he's disrespecting the flag. Hey, yeah. Um, a white vet told Colin Kaepernick, hey, why don't you kneel instead of sitting? So if you really want to get mad, blame the white guy who's used that as a compromise to just sitting. That's number one. Number two, we didn't, like, all this forced patriotism in sports came about really hard after 9-11. Okay? Beforehand, the only real sports that really did the national anthem all like that was baseball in its tradition. And they've been doing that in baseball for over a hundred years. Right. Cause football and the other sports, they stayed in the locker room during the national anthem. I don't know right. about basketball, but I know football did. Basketball, can, I, can I add one, one thing? Out. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, yeah, um, Myers Leonard, who recently got in trouble for his anti-Semitic things. He was the one guy in the NBA who, like, refused to take a knee. We kind of know who these people are before they ever get in trouble. Like, we knew Myers Leonard was that guy before he ever said anything. Yep. I I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far because, like I said, I am by no means a racist. If the national anthem is on and I'm at the sporting event, I'm going to stand. But – if the guy sitting next to me is, is sitting in his chair, I'm not going to, like, try to fight him over it or anything. That's his fucking Here's choice. My, it was a, it was a day that the, the entire NBA took a knee, and he was the one player in, like, the entire league that did not. Like that, I that's, said, that's, that's the point. I, but like and, I said, you're not taking a knee. That's not something I'm going to be like, oh, he's definitely a racist for. I mean, obviously, in but hindsight. The, but the point, like, is, but the point yeah. is, is that – the entire NBA was doing it to show solidarity. When you've got a league that's essentially 80 to 85% black and, you know, the entire league is like, you know what, let's stand in solidarity. And you were like, nope, not doing it. Nope, nope, nope. That, that, that's what Trey's meaning. Now, here's the thing. If I'm out and about somewhere and, and you know, they're going to do the Pledge of Allegiance or the National Anthem, I'll stand, but... I'm not repeating the words. I'm not singing the song and I'm praying. I'm going to say my own prayer because I understand exactly the point of it. Why, why am I number one, the national anthem. We only, we only glory. We only give glory to the first um, verse, that first stanza when it goes further along, it's like, this song is racist. You know, so number one, I'm not going to give a person who in his heart hated me and wrote a song that encourages the enslavement of people that look like me. I'm not going to sing his words. I will say a prayer. And when it comes to the um, when it comes to saying the Pledge of Allegiance, I look at it like this. I've done it a lot in my life. I have given 
a lot of my time serving my country via serving my community as a corrections officer. I didn't serve on the federal level. I served on the county level, but I was still serving my community. And in turn, I did have the United States flag on my arm. But there have been many instances, even when I was serving my community as a corrections officer, that I was subject to the prejudices. No, that's true. And, and the systemic racism that goes on in this country with, in law enforcement and no, you're in right. um, healthcare. So you're, you're I'll, right. stand, I'll stand, but I won't sing the songs and I won't say the words. Well, so that's why, you know, and, and I, I'm not going to go too much into this part of it, but I mean, that's something that I actually like to talk to my friends about a lot is, you know, I have a lot of friends who are white and black, you know, both service members. And I'll ask them, I'm like, you know, how, how do you feel about it? You know, Neil and Doran Anthem. And, you know, it's, it's a mixed bag. I would say maybe half of them were like, you should be standing. And half of them were like, you know, it, you know, it, you know, you, you know, if you want to protest, protest. So as someone who's never served their country, as someone who's never been in the military, but has a lot of family. I'm like, it, you know what? It's not really my decision here. You know, it's, I'm not the one that can say do or don't do it. It's, it's their decision. If they're fine with it, then I don't care. Well, and I'm sure all the servicemen that you talk to that say you should stand, but I fought for your right to not. The thing is, well, what yes, makes I, they said that what, right? What makes what's supposed to make America different? from all the other countries is that we don't have forced patriotism. You can't force patriotism. You can't. And when you, and then if you want to sit there and try to use patriotism and I hate these people and I did use the four letter H word. I hate the number eight capital H huge eight cannot stand these people that try to use patriotism as an excuse to be racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, or xenophobic. No, and because you are now disparaging everything that this country stands for. Exactly, or and Brian, for. And, and we did kind of like di digress a little bit from what I, one of my original points here is, is yeah. based on those Twitter comments, exactly what you said, exactly what you said, because a lot of the Twitter comments that I read had nothing to do with the fact that he called we're talking about like 14 to 18 children. year olds children yeah we're we're talking about some of these girls are 14 years old literally just left middle school we're, oh yeah they're, they're gonna ignore that them, he he called them the n-word and in these twitter comments not one mention of yeah he was i mean they didn't even glance at it they just they didn't bother to preface and say oh yeah he was wrong but which i mean it it would have been wrong either way, even if they had said that. But they didn't even preface it with that. They just dove right they into – they just dove into – and again, I'm paraphrasing. Oh, it's okay to disrespect the flag, but you can't say anything about it. I mean, you can, but you can't call people the N-word, you fucking moron. Here's the thing. <laughs> All these people want to whine about, ew, cancel culture. It's not cancel culture, you dumb shit. It's called consequences for your fucking actions. OK, you can say whatever you want, so long it is not hate speech or it doesn't lead to the hurt, harm or danger of another individual. You can say whatever you want without those things and the United States government cannot touch you. That does not mean that you will not suffer oh. some consequences from other people. 
You can't yell fire. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 you're right. You're right. You can't yell fire in a movie theater. And I didn't mean to cut you off. But no, I do no. want to tell I want to tell one quick story about consequences. Because remember, mm-hmm. like I said, my mom is half black. So my older brother and I, you know, we're, you know, I, we look like white kids, but, you know, we are black, you know, for mm-hmm. all intents and purposes. My brother, one day Y'all we were coming home. With me. My, uh, well, I've been doing it my whole life. My black friends Fair say enough. I'm too white. My white friends say I'm not black. So I've been, <laughs> I've been in the middle. But if there ever is a race war, I, I'm incognito. I'm you a, I'm a double friends. agent. I'm a double agent. You so need all friends. Well, see, here's the thing. Before you go, because I, I, have, I have to get ready to step away in a, in a few. But I'll say this. When it comes to that word, there was a time that I let people say that word around me because I thought I had to, to be accepted. And then the older I got, I started getting to a point where I didn't like anybody saying it to me. Not black, not white, nobody. I used to get right. more mad at black people for saying the word than white people because I used to say, well, white people don't know any better. And then I couldn't cling to that because there are a lot, because folks do know better. So a lot of friends. Right. They know of what mine, it means. They, they know what's wrong. Yeah, with it. yeah, exactly. There's a lot of people that are friends of mine that I've had. I've checked them. And it's like, look, yeah, we joked around about this since we were kids, you know, and I'm talking 20 years. But it's like, no, you're not talking to me like that no more. You're not. And if you do, the least of which that you need to worry about is our friendship being over. Because I'm about ready to whoop your ass. And I actually um, had and I actually had one friend like apologize. He goes, I'm sorry for ever saying it around you. I'm sorry for ever saying it. And you know, right. the bottom line is, is that. I don't care what you're feeling, what you're thinking about what someone does. If you feel that someone's doing something wrong, you calling them the N-word don't make your feelings right. Two wrongs right. don't make a right. Exactly. So but I do want to tell this. Yourself. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I want to tell this one quick story about consequences, because a lot of these people saying the N-word, they think, oh, well, whether you meant to say it, whether it was whatever or not, you still said it. And there should be repercussions for your actions. So uh, my older brother, he was in second or first grade. He was in first grade, right? No, he was in second grade, I think. I was in kindergarten. We were on the bus coming home from school. And he gets into an argument with this kid. And the kid calls him the N-word. And me and my brother, I honest to God, had never heard that word before in our lives. Because my my black family didn't say it. My white family, I mean, to my knowledge, didn't say it. I don't know. Maybe they were saying it when I wasn't there. But my brother just assumed it was like, you know, calling somebody an idiot or something. Says it back to the kid. You know, he goes, well, no, you're a N-word. So we get home and my dad found out about it. Mm Mm-hmm. My dad whooped my brother's ass. Second grade, never heard the word before in his life. He still had to deal with those consequences. If you're an adult saying this word, I have no, I have, I have no, no sympathy. There's nothing, in, no sympathy for you getting what you deserve. Uh, the guy that mm-hmm. said it, uh, Rowan, whatever his name is, he, uh, Rowan. he, he can't, comes out and he starts talking about his wife and his kids. 
I'm like, first of all, I mean, if they're not racist, cool. I'm, I'm down with them. But I hope your wife leaves you. I hope your kids disown you. I hope you get fired from your job. Goodbye. I don't, oh, and so here's sad. the thing. He, he, he wants to sit here and, oh, my wife and my kids. No one cares about your wife and kids. We're talking about you. You. And what you said. What you did. And the bottom line is, you want to talk about your kids, those little girls that you was calling the N-word, they're somebody's kids. And I'll tell you exactly. the truth. If he, if he would have called my child the N-word, <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have drove down to that school, snatched him out the broadcast booth, and whooped his ass. He, he'd have yeah. got the treatment my brother, he'd have got the belt that my brother got when he said it in second grade. <laughs> and you know what? I would gladly accept, and you know what? When I was in front of the judge, I will gladly plead guilty. Mr. Tan, how do you plead? Guilty AF. He called my kid the N-word and he needed to learn. I absolutely 100% did it, Your Honor. I did it. I'm not sorry about it. I'm not And I would do it again. And I'd do and it I would again. do it again. Exactly. And that's the bottom line. You can dislike me. You can, you can hate me. I don't care. But the instant that word comes out of your lips, I'm going to stomp you. And you got it coming. Because you know what that word does. You know what that word means. And I swear to God, if I ever hear another white person try to say, well, black people can say it. Why can't I say it? Next white person I hear says it is catching an elbow to the freaking jaw. I hate that so much. Like that is, the, levels that, is the worst, that is the worst argument ever. But that being said. It. I got, I got to, I got to jump out of here, but it's awesome. Right. I know your, your time oh, is hopefully, tight, Brian. We can, hopefully, hopefully I can come on again when we got more time to shoot the breeze on this type of stuff. Yeah. So, so next time you're on, hopefully we can do something, you know, talk about something a little happier, but like I said, this is something well, that had to be said. We, we have a oh, platform it, it here and I feel like we definitely need to use it to address things like this. So absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? Y'all need to make sure you send some, um, some positive juju to my SIM jets over there on symbol.app forward slash vendetta make sure when you go to simple dot app forward slash vendetta you put in our promo code vendetta to get an extra ten dollars to your very and first deposit my sim jets i'm looking for them to make some splashes because i need some capital y'all what a company guy and, and that that's why he's <laughs> an animal he, he's always working he's always on always on never off what are the i'll talk to you i need go ahead brian I, i'll just continue no i was just gonna say i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna I'm going to head out of here, but it's awesome talking to y'all, but I'll y'all take care. Always on. <laughs> hey, good luck, Brian. Good luck with the, what is it? A job interview, right? No, yeah. man. I got a meeting tonight. I got meetings. Tonight. Oh, good luck. Oh, good luck with the meeting. Hopefully you close the account or whatever you do for a living. I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Take care. All right. Um, that was, yeah, it was Brian Tan. Like I said, he's, I mean, Brian, other than Trey might be my best friend on the site. I don't know. One of the I, things I, love that. I, I, I just wanted to let you go because I know you had you probably had 30 more minutes that you wanted to do with that stuff. Oh, I, I could go all night if I mean, what what do we got like 10 minutes left on the Zoom, the Zoom recording? <laughs> yes, I, I didn't I didn't want to cut you off. I just wanted to let you keep going. But one of the things that drives me sort of nuts with this stuff from a media perspective, when I'm running this company, I don't want a team full of white guys. And there's a lot of places that are like that uh, you can look at, I know this is maybe not, this is the prototypical example, but if you look at the barstool sports lineup, it is white guy, white guy, white guy, white guy, 
white guy, 30 more white guys. What do they have? One black employee in the whole team. I don't think I've ever seen anyone black on their Twitter account. I don't know. I, I yeah. I, like I'm not trying to like, I honestly don't know. I, I've just never seen them. One of the things that bothers me is not only should some of these people that are hateful not be employed, but there's a lot of media companies out there that their entire staff is white guys. I love Brian Tan. I don't just love Brian. Like Brian Tan is talented. I don't care what color he is or or what nationality is, or if he's man or female. Brian Tan is what is you think he's our best talk show host, and maybe he is, and maybe he's not, but. Uh, I don't want just a team full of white guys hanging around. Well, I mean, it's boring. Like, fuck, you go to the company picnic, nobody has rhythm. There's <laughs> fucking raisins in the potato salad. Like, what are you going to do? So, yeah, I, I just wanted to bring that up because there, there's there's just so so many examples of people that just shouldn't have jobs. And then there's other examples of companies that, like, clearly they have a type of person that they want. And it's not any diversity. Well, I mean, one good thing, I mean, kind of like segue off of that real quick, um, because this has to do with your team, Trey, I saw, you know, uh, LeBron James is now a part owner of the Red Sox. He, he's through his, yeah, he sort of was, it's just like, um, he, he owned, uh, the guy that owns the Red Sox also owns the soccer team, Liverpool, LeBron owned part of Liverpool. So now he's just moving into the Red Sox. So he kind of already was in, but now it's sort of official. Like, a, well, either way, like, whether yeah. it was unofficial, but now it's official. Being official is what counts. I mean, LeBron now has, like, some say in the Red Sox organization. If he wants to, you know, champion for, you know, uh, uh, an African-American, I don't know, what do they have, coaches? They have managers in, in uh, baseball? Yeah, the, the Red Sox manager's Puerto Rican. Um, he's one of the few. That's Yeah, that but not- that's what I'm saying is, as, as like a person of color in their management group, like LeBron has some saying, he could be like, you know what, let's get this, you know, African-American guy. Let's get this, uh, you know, Dominican the, guy. The Red whatever. Sox this year, they also did hire the first female black coach. Right. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, having more, having more black owners, people, black people, part of like ownership groups like that. I mean, all that's going to do is it's going to drive up diversity, which is why I thought it was a good, you know, based on what you were saying, it was kind of a good, uh, segue there yeah uh always good to have brian on i know uh maybe we could do something more with him next week or whatever yeah something not as uh you know heavy-hearted so we i mean it was i still think it was a great discussion either way but like i'm glad he was you know here to talk that out um now i mean i see we have like three minutes left do you want to cut do, it and do start? you want to, yeah do you want to take a quick break and then we will dive into the free agency stuff yeah that'll work all right, make sure to follow Chad, L-I-L-F-W-T-E-D on Twitter. Brian Tan, author, he joined the show. Make sure to follow him on Twitter. Uh, Tanimonium Sports Show, you can find him there. Myself, Trey Dalbert. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, you. Yeah, you. In case you hadn't heard, your favorite renegade sports media group has its own Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash vendetta sports media to support our efforts to continuously bring you sports, gaming, and other media coverage as only we can. We've got four different membership tiers. For $3 a month, we'll give you a simple thank you on our Patreon site. For $6 a month, you get a thank you, and you get to become a recruit in Jackson Law's Vendetta University Gaming Series. 
for $10 a month, you get everything from the previous tiers, a special thank you at the end of our videos, free access to our upcoming Discord chat, and a free koozie after four months, and then the big dog. $50 a month gets you everything from the previous tiers, as well as opportunities for Fantasy League invites, stream gaming, possible invites to mock NFL and NBA draft sessions, a once-a-month Google Hangout, and after four months, a free t-shirt. Yeah! Go to patreon.com forward slash vendetta sports media and help us to improve our pledge to bring you the best sports, gaming, and other media coverage. All right, we're back, and I guess we're going to finish off the rest of the show with some NFL free agency takeaways. Chad, anything <laughs> stood out to you? Because I, I kind of have a big rant. I mean, outside of like, I mean, the Patriots, obviously, they were big spenders. That's where I want to um, go with it, or at least my takeaway. Who, oh, shit, what was his name? Um, signed with Jacksonville. Uh, I think he's a corner. Shaq Griffin. Yeah, Shaquille Griffin went to Jacksonville, which. Great move, I, mean, I think. I think, too. Like, they were fucking killing people with Sidney Jones last year. Um, I mean, who's the other? They had another corner that did pretty well. Well, they used to have Jalen Ramsey. Well, he's gone. I meant no. I meant specifically last year. They, they drafted C.J. Henderson in the first round last year, who has some potential. Yeah, I, I I remember, but I do remember Sidney Jones was a standout for them after, of course, after he leaves the fucking Eagles. Yeah, uh, he was a standout for them last year. So, I mean, I think a big thing that helped too was uh, Shaq Griffin is a Central Florida guy. University of Central Florida gets to go back home and play for an up and coming Jags team. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you do want to, I mean, I wanted to mention, I saw that. Um, I mean, there was, I thought some it was other, a great move. That was a great move in my opinion. That was, yeah, I, I agree. That's why I brought it up. Um, who, who else? Uh, I mean, what else was there? There was, um, I mean, I can tell you Russell Wilson's probably fucking pissed. Like, yeah. Hey, like, like, I mean, he, he, like I said, a couple of weeks ago, he threatened them. He didn't say, Hey, I demand a trade. He said, Hey, you know, I have options trade me or help me. And they didn't fucking do either one. <laughs> They're yeah. just like, oh, fuck it. We're not going to do either. I, I, So I guess they call it his bluff. Um, but, I mean, if we're going to talk about the Patriots, I think one of the things that stood out to me is this. I mean, one, they signed two, I think, really good tight ends. So I, I guess maybe they're trying to get back to that Aaron Hernandez Gronk thing, but I don't think you could put either one of these guys in that category of type of athlete. I do think Hunter Henry maybe – could get back to that, but I he I don't think he's been right since his ACL injury. I think they gave way too much money to fucking Jalen Mills. I think you could assign him for a lot less if you wanted him, but I do think he's going to be good in their defense. Can I just start my rant? Because I'm just so I'm so angry about this. One of the things in media that drives me absolutely is insane is that nobody has a fucking opinion, and every opinion somebody does have in media, it's the exact same one. I, I saw uh, Lewis Riddick today said the Patriots are putting up an absolute clinic. And uh, Colin Cowherd said, look at this. This is the, this is, these are all Patriot type moves and that they're going to be back. It's all fucking bullshit for 20 years, 20 years. The Patriots sat in free agency and laughed at other teams overspending on their own free agents. We can name example after example after example. Nate Solder leaves to go to the Giants. They collect a third-round pick and laugh. They watch Deion Lewis get overpaid. They sit there and laugh. 
they watch Malcolm Butler get overpaid. They sit there and laugh and every, and they just collect these third and fourth round comp picks. But the yeah, truth is not even the best corner on his own team anymore. The, the truth of the matter is these are, this is not Patriot moves. Who the fuck are you? We kidding here. This is nonsense. If the jets did what the Patriots did this free agency period, they would be getting crushed. If, well, they if did. any team, if any team made the moves that new England made this off season, they would be getting crushed. Anybody. Well, the, the, the jets did make these moves. They did it in like 2018. Yeah. And we, we know how that season turned out for them. This is absolutely incredible to me because you can only summarize these moves as one way. Bill Belichick sat there and he's depressed, miserable, and angry that Tom Brady won a Super Bowl because otherwise I don't think he does any of this. Well, can I, you said these aren't Patriot moves. Can I say that the, well, can I say that the players that they signed are Patriot type players? They just gave them more money than they normally would have. Chad, how the hell is Nelson Aguilar a Patriot? Well, you got me. By all accounts, it doesn't make sense. I'm glad you asked, Trey. When we talk about New England all the time, one of the things that New England, one of the things they, you could say they covet, they want more than anything else, is they want versatility. That's why they took Wes Welker. That's why they had Julian Edelman, a guy who was a quarterback in college and then switched to wide receiver. That's why they had uh, Christian or... Was it Hogan? What is it? Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan. That's why they had him. He's a guy that, yeah, he didn't take a traditional route to the NFL, but I mean, he was a speedy white guy that could do multiple things for you. When you look at, when you look at who they took, who they signed in free agency, right? Okay. And compare it to, you know, what they've done in the past, right? You have Jalen Mills who he, he can play corner, to a certain extent, he's obviously not good enough to be on the outside, but maybe he can lock up for you in the slot. He's definitely, he's, I think he had his best season of his career last year playing safety for the Eagles. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't justify giving him the money that he got, but I think he was, I think he can play at safety and he can give you a little bit of something as a, as a slot cover guy. Uh, Hunter Henry is another great receiving tight end. Johnny Smith, another great receiving tight end. Is it something the Patriots have done in the in the past? They brought in guys who were great receiving tight ends, and and they worked the ball down the field with Gronk and Hernandez. Nelson Aguilar, I mean, he's another guy who's kind of got some versatility to him. He played running back before. He's a wide receiver. He can do some things in the slot. I mean, outside of 2017, last year was his best year of his career. Like I said, I think they way overpaid for these guys. I'm not giving any of them the kind of money that they got from Bill Belichick, but. I do think you can call these Patriot moves. Absolutely not. These are, I think these are guys the Patriots would have signed in the these past. These are absolutely not Patriot moves. Chad, the, the, can we can we just say the fact of the matter? The only reason they are doing this is because they can't draft. That's no, just the right. bottom they line. Can't draft. I, they can't, I agree. 20 years, this team had a good roster, and they never overpaid for anything. Ever. Ever. Right. Look, I'm not saying that the moves themselves are good. I'm not saying that. And I, I feel like that's what you're thinking that I'm saying. I'm not saying that these are good moves. I'm just saying when you look at these players, these are types of players that the Patriots have brought in in the past. But they not, brought not them in free agency. In, yes, in free agency. No. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Chad, safety Chad give me one 30. tight end they've ever signed. 
Well, maybe the, I'm not saying that again, I'm not saying from a contract perspective, I'm saying the types of players that they brought in are the types of players that they would have brought in in the past. They, they may not have signed tight ends of free agency ever, but they, they brought in big receiving targets before at the tight end position. They've done that. When you look at safeties, what, what's his name? I want to say it's Marvin Harrison. I know it's not. He used to play safety for the Patriots. When they went on their Super Bowl run in the early 2000s, he wore 37. He was part Rodney of the catch Harrison. with Dave. Rodney Harrison. He's a guy that could do multiple things on defense. He's a safety that they brought in. That's, I mean, Jalen Mills obviously isn't as good, but, but Jalen Mills, he could do multiple things on defense, and he's a safety that they brought in. This there, is a problem I have with it. There's a, we're we're going to sit here and say, oh, Jalen Mills, Patriots, great. If the Jets side has nobody would care. I'm not saying it's great. Why do you think I'm <laughs> saying it's great? I've said multiple times I do not think it's great. I'm just saying these are there's an archetype of players that the Patriots go after, and these are guys the Patriots normally go after. I think he's making shit up. I don't think he does know what he's doing. I think he's completely lost his mind. I don't think any of these guys are Patriots. Not one. I mean, he's like he's like 70 years old. Maybe he's got like dementia or whatever. I don't know. Not one. But if you you can't justify giving Nelson Aguilar. What he got twenty six million dollars? How can you just justify that? I'm not justifying it. Why do you think I'm justifying it? I'm not just. He's lost it. his mind. There's there's what no I'm way you can is, convince me Kendrick Bourne is worth that money. He's not even the third best receiver in, in San Francisco. But look, that's what I'm, I'm. That's not what I'm saying. And again, I don't. I don't know if you're. I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking a different language. You are but, because this is <laughs> a I'm patriot. Saying, None of this is patriot, dude. I'm not saying that it's like. It's like, oh, this is par for the course for them. What I'm saying is, is there is an archetype. When you no. look at the type, when you look at the types uh-uh. of players that they just signed, uh-uh. there's an archetype of players that New England looks for, and these guys fall under it. No, nope. yes, you Mm-mm. can 100% say that. It's 100% true. Nelson Aguilar is not like any receiver they've ever had. I mean, he's a small guy that goes in the slot. The only, the only difference between Nelson Aguilar and all the other slot receivers that they brought in is Nelson Aguilar's black. That's really the only. No, difference. he can't catch. He can't <laughs> he catch. He caught the ball last year. He Historically, he can't year. catch. Historically, he can't catch. Okay. Historically, last year was historically. 2017 was historically. He has off years. I don't know. What, I don't know what to tell you. He he. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he wants to catch the ball. Other times he doesn't. But the point of the matter is, is they've taken chances on guys before. Like who? Uh, Ocho Cinco after he left Cincinnati. But that was I mean, it was for pennies. Right. But that's not what I'm – I'm not talking about the contracts. I'm talking specifically about – We should about be talking the about the contracts. Well, I've already said the contracts suck, Trey. What more do you want from me? <laughs> that's what that, – that, that, New England always has – we will only spend this much for this player and we will not cross that, that threshold. It's bullshit. He's sad, depressed, angry, miserable – and wants to get back at Brady. That's all this is. Look, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying that, yes, the contracts are all out of whack for New England. But if you look at the players, they're par for the course for what New England looks like, looks for in players. They look for players that people think suck or can fit multiple roles or, or are washed, but they see something that they think they can turn into something else. That's what New England does. Sure, the contracts suck. But, I mean, the players themselves, they fit the New England mold. The bottom line is the New England Patriots drafted two tight ends in the third round. Neither can play. 
unfortunately, they just signed two tight ends, and those guys can play. Hunter Henry, I think, yeah, I, like I said, I don't think he's been the same since his knee injury, but I still think he has, like, some upside to him. Johnu Smith is coming off a career year, and we know he's Alex's favorite tight end. Yeah, Alex loves him. There, I think those are New England guys. I just, I just, I do think Bill Belichick overpaid for him, but I still think they're New England guys. I just, I, I, I can't buy this. I, I do want to bring this up, Chad. Their, their quarterback's still Cam Newton. They're, they're not close to Buffalo. I'm not mad at getting Cam Newton. I'm not mad at giving Cam Newton another shot. I'm not either, but they're still not close to Buffalo. No, I don't think so. I mean, Jalen Mills is probably going to be, end up being a starter on their team. Nelson Aguilar's a starter. I, I mean, that. I mean, who knows with that? Kendrick, but. Kendrick Ford's a starter. I mean, I like I like them picking up Zeitler. That was Baltimore. Baltimore picked him up. Oh yeah, you're right. My bad. Uh, yeah. I mean, I got, I got a dog like in I said, the house. I got to move him. Oh, it's another dog. Yeah, it's George. I, I was gonna get I was gonna get Chloe, but I gotta get I, I gotta think, get this dog out of here. Why? You don't got to get the dog out. Let him stay. That That's what our show is missing. We're missing the dogs. Yeah. I, w- I was going to bring Chloe in here, but I think she's mad at me. I, I think I think this whole Patriots thing is a joke. I, I Like I said, I think they overpaid. I Bill Belichick has a plan, though, apparently. He doesn't I, I, have a plan. He has no plan. <laughs> anytime, the, anytime we're going to compare the way someone spends to the Philadelphia Eagle dream team, that is not Bill Belichick. This man has lost his mind. He needs to get the keys taken away from him. Hey, I'm not arguing that either. I'm just saying that the guy has won six Super Bowls. I think I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt until it's on the field and it doesn't work out. It did last year. His team stinks. Well, I mean, they didn't have Jalen Mills, Hunter Henry, and Johnny Smith last year. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, We already know what's coming when they draft. They're going to screw the whole draft up. Yes, I, I would agree with that. Yes. They'll screw that draft is, up. Is the dog back? No, just people coming in and out. Oh. I was hoping I was hoping the dog was back. Mm. I can um, I just name some signings that I like and then we'll close it out, I guess. Yeah, we um, can talk about signings that you like. Who who do you like that the Philadelphia Eagles signed? They didn't sign anybody. <laughs> Did they? No, they, they just restructured Brandon Graham's contract and they uh they uh what they do? They uh Marquise Goodwin went oh back boy. to San Fran and they got their I get they got a pick back for it. That's about it. But apparently now they have cap space, so I don't fucking know how they did that. I, I just want to say good job, Raiders. Not 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 necessarily the offensive line stuff that they did, but Yannick and is a pretty good move. I like John Brown. Yes. I like John Brown for five million bucks. Yeah, that was good. Good job, Raiders. Uh, I, I, I mean, Derek Carr has fucking targets out his ass now. The only, he's got, he's the, only gonna... the only problem is they they lost Rodney Hudson and then they lost Trent Brown and now they're gonna lose Gabe Jackson. So, bit of a problem up front, but kind of like the the free agent moves though. Carr is scrappy. He'll be all right. <laughs> Uh, I kind of like Arizona. They get Rodney Hudson. They get JJ Watt. They sign AJ Green. Yeah, I saw. I saw they saw uh, signed AJ Green this morning. I I like honestly. I like that more for AJ Green than I like it for fucking the Cardinals in general. 
Is that fair to say? You I, like I, I, just, AJ Green? I just think, hey, you got Hopkins. If he's got anything left, he's gonna have one on ones. That's 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 what I mean. <laughs> is it is it fair to say I like that move for AJ Green more than the Cardinals? Because like you said, I like I mean, him for the Cardinals. I mean, he I mean his entire time that he was in fucking Cincinnati, he had to be the guy. He got all Not, the he wasn't just the guy, he was getting doubled and tripled. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he had to be the guy. He had a shitty quarterback throwing him the ball, with the exception of Joe Burrow last year. And his his now, best, the best supporting cast receiver he had opposite of him ever was like Marvin Jones. Now, uh, I mean, who are they? they? I mean, Arizona has the Christian Kirk as a yeah. speedster. They've got, I mean, Hopkins, who's just fucking, I mean, could possibly be the best wide receiver. They get a tight end; they're now. good. And there's tight ends in this draft. So, I, I this is a good tight end draft. This is a good tight end draft. Kind of like Arizona. So, started my draft research a little bit last Did last you? night. So, yeah, I, I kind of just focused on Eagles stuff for right now. I'm gonna branch out a little bit um, this week, but right I like, now I'm um, just kind of looking looking for what I think the Eagles can do at six. Carolina. Can I talk about it before? If we're gonna talk about drafts, or are you talking about for free agency or draft? free agency? Car- Carolina. Okay, yeah. They signed uh, Denzel Perriman, get get a linebacker in there, and they just they stole Hassan Reddick. He had 12 and a half sacks for Arizona last year to get him for eight million bucks in one year. That's fantastic. I think Carolina could be sneaky good next year. <laughs> no, win the division. <laughs> no, but this this is what I said last year. This is what Matt Rule does. He stinks his first year. Every year he walks in and it's a total rebuild. He did it at Baylor, he did it at Temple. I think Carolina is a sneaky bet next year. Can I can I just say that I think if Christian McCaffrey did get hurt, Carolina might have won the division. Uh, I don't know about all that, but I guess they're my pick this year. <laughs> um, can I talk about signings that I fucking don't like? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, as far as I'm concerned, there's only really one that comes to mind. Everything New England did. Yeah, well, I don't. I won't say I don't like it. I I don't think it's that. I don't think it's special though. Like I said, I I think they overpaid for for Jalen Mills. I don't mind them. They gave Matt Judon. Head. I like Matt Judon. They gave Matt Judon a lot of money. They gave him like sixty million dollars. Well, like I said, they they definitely overpaid for guys. But I mean, they finally have another pass rusher to go with Dante Hightower, who you know took last year off. So, yeah. I. I mean, as far as New England is concerned, again, I don't, I don't, I don't like the money they spent, but I mean, definitely on Jalen Mills, I, they gave Jalen Mills like an all-star contract, and he's definitely not like an all-star player. Um, I, I do like them bringing Hunter Henry and John U. Smith, though. I, I think those are going to be good guys for them. But I, don't, I do want to go ahead. I'm done with this. I, I do want to say, if you're fucking Ryan Pace, how have you not been fired? Oh, nobody like, knows as soon that as you, question. Nobody, nobody knows. I mean, like, it's it's one thing that you're not fired after you draft Mitch fucking Trubisky with the second overall pick. Or was it the third pick? I think it was the third uh, pick. Because no, they traded uh, no, back. They were number two, it was the number two pick in the draft. They moved up from three to two. Okay, whatever. Either way, I mean, after you draft Mitch Trubisky with the two second overall pick, like, I don't know how you keep your job after that. But I mean, the minute that 
Ryan Pace walked into the fucking whatever Chicago's, you know, office building is and said, you know what? I'm thinking about bringing in Andy Dalton. <laughs> like, <laughs> like so he, he should have been tackled by security immediately. I mean, like, I don't. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that's the thing, though, right? Like, at this point, we're beating a dead horse. The guy should have been fired the second he drafted Trubisky. So the fact that he still has a job, I mean, what what did you think he was going to do? So now, you, I mean, what? You have three fucking quarterbacks on the roster. And no, Trubisky's them... not on the roster. He's not on the roster. He's, He's a free not... agent. He's a free agent. Oh, I thought he was still on the roster. So oh, well, I mean, It's okay. Dalton and Foles now. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't think Dalton gives you anything that you don't already have with Foles. Yeah, <laughs> you were you were better off bringing back Trubisky. At least the guy can run the ball a little bit. I've heard that take. I don't. I don't know if I agree with it. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I'm not saying he can throw the ball at all. I'm just saying, like, if you bring in Trubisky, you can like direct the, snap. The it point to him is, it, like, the point back. is, what's the, what? Like, what? What's the point here? What? What are we accomplishing? That's. This is why the Khalil Mack trade sucks so much. You can't give up two first-round picks for Mac when you don't have a quarterback. You just can't. And now you're too good on defense to where you won't be bad enough to get a quarterback. I mean, is it is it fair to say that maybe Ryan Pace starts doing the smart thing and and tanks this out a little? Well, no, he should. You know what? He probably get fired. Oh, oh yeah, actually, he, no, he, pro- he probably has the most secure job in the NFL. If he didn't get fired after taking Mitch Tabisky, he, he could probably piss on the owner's fucking car and like still keep his job. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't get any of this. Do you want to do a little bit of, do you want to do a little bit of, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, um, you draft actually, stuff? You actually have draft takeaways? I mean, like I said, so far, all I have is, like, what I think the Eagles should do at six, but. Okay. Let's hear it. All right. I mean, I've been thinking about it, and the more I look at it, I mean, at this point, without an offensive line, and I don't I don't think they're, they're not going to be able to do enough to fix their offensive line problems. So, without an offensive line, I don't think getting a wide receiver helps you so much. Um. To the point where it's going to make a diff, a real difference. I think what you have to do this year is is with that six pick, you have to target a cornerback. Okay. Um. So, if he's there, Sertain or Sertan, whatever his name is, I mean, I think you have to definitely take a look at him. If he's not there, yeah. I mean, one thing that I might consider would be, and I, I don't know if they'll do this because I I think. Howie Roseman right now, he's in a position where he absolutely has to nail the number six pick or he's fucking gone. I I don't see. I mean, I don't know, man. I I don't think I don't think I mean, apparently he's fucking Jeffrey Lurie's best friend. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, there was an article that came out in the Philadelphia Inquirer uh, last week about how Jeffrey Lurie only listens to one person when it comes to football shit. And it's Howie Roseman. Right. He's not going to get fired. Which, which is the problem because Howie Roseman is the Eagles' problem. So he's the only one in the owner's ear. But, I mean, I guess this draft will be really telling because if Howie Roseman fucks it up and he keeps his job, 
then you might as well just fucking kiss the idea of him getting fired goodbye. That's because what I th- that's, Lurie, that's what I told you. He's never gonna get fired. He's got a lifetime. Jeff- he's got a lifetime contract. Well, I mean, if he doesn't get fired, that just means Jeffrey Lurie is asleep at the wheel and he does not give a shit about the city of Philadelphia. But here's the thing. If the Eagles wanted to get cute or if Sertan wasn't there, I would not be opposed to them trading back with the number six pick. And either in the beginning of the second round or at the end of the first round, taking Asante Samuel Jr. I like him as well. I like I like I, a lot of these corners in this draft. I really do. Well, so in my opinion, I think Asante Samuel Jr. is probably the second best corner in the draft right this year. Okay. I mean, that's why. Why do you think that? I mean, he's smaller than everybody else. So I mean, he's kind of. I feel like he's getting overlooked because he's smaller. But dude, his dad was fucking little. Yeah, his dad was awesome. He, he's got all the speed. In the, he's got all the speed in the world, and he plays the ball like his dad does. I, I, I just want to point out, I haven't gone full blown. I mean, I'm in the, I'm in the loop, but I'm not full blown. I think cornerback is the deepest position in this draft. There's about eight corners. I like, which never happens. I, I, I definitely, I agree. I, it's a deep ass corner draft. And so when, I to mean, your when point, saying, Sam, I think it's to, to your point, Samuel could be there in the second round. And I don't think that would ever happen. Like any other year. Right. He, like I said, I don't think, I mean, even if he, even if he's not, even if he's there in the second round, he's going to be there for the first 10 picks of the second round. He's gone after that. But I think there's a lot of corners. There's a lot of corners. I mean, you're right. I, but I mean, like I said, if on my board, I have him higher. I have him number two. Sertan is one. Sante Samuel Jr. is two. Uh, The dude from Virginia. I have it three, uh, and I don't. Have, I'm. I had to pull up my notes, but you're sleeping. You're sleeping on my guy from Georgia, Eric Stokes. Stokes is good. Um, four two five, either, Chad. He, I, he's either. I, my, <laughs> I guess the thing that I knocked him on is just he is a little bit small. He's not going to be able to lock up on the line. I don't he's, think he's pretty big actually. He's six one. Yeah, he's six one, but he's he's like a he's like a a slender he's like a slender six one. I think he's pretty he's big. Tall, he, but he, he's play, not, he played running back not, in high school. I don't I don't think he's that thick. He's either my fourth or my fifth best. I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't know where I, I like him both Georgia guy. corners. I like both South Carolina corners. I like Samuel. It's a deep cornerback draft. Yeah, so I, I think that's where the Eagles have to go. They they have Darius Slay on one side. That that second corner spot is wide fucking open. There, there's nobody there. Avante Maddox, I mean, he might be able to play in the slot, but he's obviously not uh, an outside guy, I don't think. Correct. It's, uh, so, I mean, I, I think and, – and the problem, too, is, is I, their, their defensive coordinator, the guy that uh, Sirianni brought in, with him brought it over with him from the Colts. I mean, I don't really know much about his defensive play style yet. So I yeah. mean, I don't really know who's going to be the best fit as far as like scheme wise is concerned. But I, I, I do know that if Sertan is there at six, I, I want him. I don't want any other pick, but him. 
He's fantastic. I don't blame you. I just I don't think you can focus on anything else. Like I know a lot of people think that they should target the the uh, the Alabama quarter or no not Alabama, um, the tight end from Florida State, uh, number eighty four. Uh, Florida, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Florida, not Florida State. You're right. I I know a lot of people think that she could they should go after him at six, but I love I mean, him. you have Goddard. I no, look, I I think he's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but I mean you have Goddard, and yeah. Goddard is a good player, and. I mean, you don't, you don't need, I mean, we had fucking, I mean, we have, but I feel like he's going to get traded any day now. We have Zach Ertz, we have Goddard. And to be honest with you, between those two, it was like, there wasn't enough targets to go around. So I don't think you need a second tight end. That's going to be a fucking world beater when you already have a guy in Goddard. Who's very fucking good. So yeah, I don't, I don't want to take a tight end. Like I love offensive picks. But I don't want to take an offensive pick when our offense needs to fucking build its defense offensive line first. I mean, I don't, I haven't looked at the offensive linemen yet, but I know this. To my understanding, this fucking draft class for offensive linemen is kind of not that great. I don't think it's bad. I think there's there's some players in there. I I, I just don't think there's necessarily a home run Hall of Famer, but I think there's some there's some good players. Well, that's my point. If I'm taking a, if I'm taking, so if I'm taking an offensive lineman in the top ten, yeah, I wasn't talking. Better, I wasn't talking. Right, yeah, number six. He he better be the best fucking offensive lineman on the goddamn planet. Yeah. Uh, what else you got, Chad? I, I don't know. The only other thing I'd mention is I I like the Brown signing of John Johnson. I think I think Cleveland's by far the best roster in that division right now. Baltimore lost both of his pass rushers. Don't don't we say that every year? No, I'm really saying it this year. Baltimore's got Baltimore got worse. They lost both of their pass rushers. Ngakwe gone, Judon gone. Their their starting outside linebackers are going to be Tyus Bowser and Pernell McPhee. Well, that you know of right now. They don't have a lot of money. And Pittsburgh just lost other- Pittsburgh just lost Bud Dupree. They have no money either. They lost Mike Hilton, who's one of the probably their best corner. I mean, Pitt, Pittsburgh's got no money. Baltimore's got mo- no money, and then Cleveland keeps getting better. Uh, I I mean I I, I again I agree. I think the Balt the Cleveland's roster is very good, but <laughs> like their I one just... weakness last year was well, they don't quite have enough help on the back end. And I, I signed John Johnson, well, who's awesome, and now Grant Delpit comes back, who didn't play all last year. As much as I love him, Baker Mayfield kind of he's a, he's a wild card, and I feel like the last oh, place you want to no, you're right, but their roster <laughs> is the last so place you want a wild better. So the much last better. place you want a wild card is that fucking quarterback. So who knows how well that'll turn out? They're, and Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's going to lose Smith Schuster too. Not not saying he's a world beater, but. It's something. Yeah. I'm not worried about them losing a wide receiver. How many fucking wide receivers have kind of come and gone from Pittsburgh and their wide receiving course stays great. Yeah. They'll be fine. It helps my Deontay yeah. Johnson fantasy thing next year. If he stays on the field. Yeah. How about it? <laughs> All uh, right. This is, a, this is a long show. Trey, yeah. do you have anything else? No, fantasy-wise, let's wrap this up. Wise? No, let's wrap it up. 
All right. Sounds good. Uh, well, don't forget to give me a follow at little footed Trey follow at Trey Dobbert. Um, Brian Tan, Trey, what are his Twitter handles again? Brian Tan author, uh, Tandemonium sports show, I think. Okay. Don't forget to follow Brian either. Uh, cause like I said, I mean, I, I love Brian. I, I, that guy Trey mentioned before is I, I think Tandemonium's our best podcast. Um, I'd oh, uh, before get... we go, make sure to, to watch that some cheese episode with Jeff Naduda if you want to fill out your bracket. Yes, do that. He came with us. We got him on shows because he was on the show before, wasn't he? So, I mean, watch what I'm trying to say is watch both of the shows he was on. That's what I'm trying yes, to say. Yes, 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 yes. Um, because apparently there's some guy on Facebook that doesn't like him and messaged us. You love him. I don't even fucking remember that guy's name, but if you want to read my Chris Barr, if you want, if you yeah, if you want to read my article about it, if you want Chris Barr to come and fight me, tell him to pay for the Patreon. Uh, uh, But like I said, oh, great segue! Check out our Patreon page. Give us money on Patreon and get some prizes back for it. If you're watching this video on YouTube, like and subscribe to the channel. Other than that, oh, follow the site on Twitter, Vendetta underscore Media, and then like us on Facebook too. And then check out our Instagram. I keep forgetting that we have that. Yeah. Um, Other than that, thanks for watching. We'll see you next week.